What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to VCast, where church and culture come together. As always, if you haven't already liked or subscribed to this podcast, please do so. Give us a like, follow us, and uh, everything you do helps us to continue to reach people with the Word of God. So we love you guys. I hope you enjoy this podcast today. God bless you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to VCast. Today's episode, uh, we are talking about the topic, I am afflicted. Now, I like this topic and uh, I, I have- I don't. I, 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 don't I, I love this. I love this. I love this topic because it's, I'll explain why. Well, I but, like it, but like- I, Yeah, I get where you're coming from. Talking about affliction, I'm like- Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Ephesians, we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 13. So if you want to go ahead and read through that real quick, you could put this on pause, you can read it, and then join in on this conversation. So- um, I want to talk about this because I think it's important because as a Christian coming into Christianity, especially with the Christianity that's out there today, it's very easy to come in here and say, if I come to Jesus, all of my suffering will end. It's all just sunshine and rainbows, rainbows and, and unicorns. pink ponies. Yeah, with, it's, it's, it's no. No. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, but it, it's weird because, you know, Jesus is my healer and he is my, my salvation. And, and these are all true. This is all true. And these are great things, but there's nowhere in the Bible where it tells you you're going to be immune from suffering. Mm-hmm. So if you came to Jesus so that you wouldn't suffer, I'd say you made a bad decision because you're probably going to suffer more, Yeah, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and this is why I jokingly said that I don't like talking about this because it's, it's, it's very sobering it to me to realize sure. like, oh, you know, like all these tough times that I go through is because i am a christian because i am a christian it's in all these tough times that i go through is is because i did give my life to christ and um realize that the reward of giving your life to christ isn't in this present life right that's that's the thing it's not you don't you you do get blessings in this life right but the main reason of giving your life to christ is not so this life will be better right exactly it's 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 an investment is really what it is (laughs) you're you're gonna pay for it now but it's gonna pay off in the future you know what i mean it's like buying a really expensive like basketball card right now it's like uh this is i'm about to drop a thousand dollars on a basketball card that could potentially be worth three hundred thousand dollars but you got to go through the pain of giving up a thousand and then just holding on to it and cutting your losses you know it's it, it it can be a very difficult thing to do um but if we are in christ jesus suffered and he said that we are going to suffer like he did he said, it's, it's a part of life. Every, there's not a single human being on the face of this planet that's immune from suffering. Does it not say in scripture that the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike, right? Either way, we're all going to go through something in life. Some suffer may suffer more than others. Some may suffer less than others. But it doesn't mean we're immune from suffering. Suffering uh, Throughout scripture and history of the church, uh, those who served Christ most faith, uh, faithfully have been afflicted painfully um and paul is a perfect example of this well, this is glad that's why i'm glad he wrote this letter <laughs> yeah because i don't think there's anybody who could probably portray the um the suffering life of, of a christian as well as paul did yeah um now paul did not only suffer himself um when we are first introduced to paul he is overseeing the death of the church deacon stephen right um so we know that paul wasn't the only one who suffered but many others suffered with him once born again in Christ, though, Paul went from causing afflictions to being afflicted. Right. Even writing some of his New Testament letters from prison. 
right? So Paul used to be the one causing all the affliction right. to Christians. And then he's born again and realized that his life doesn't get any better. Mm-hmm. It gets a lot it, worse. It doesn't. It gets um, a lot worse. Can I can I add something to that too? Because it just it just hit me and this this scripture always like bugged me. Like it bothered me because I'm like, does God think like that? Because man, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, please take this cup from me. Um but do you remember when Saul first converted to Christianity? Like before he had converted, he was blind. He was a terrorist, like yeah. a, 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 on the road a to domestic Damascus, terrorist. On the blinded. road to Damascus, he gets blinded. He goes to a city. He's in a house blind. God tells a man named Ananias, go over there and heal this terrorist. And Ananias is like, what? Like, like <laughs> what in the world? Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go heal this guy. And, and God says this, but it's in Acts chapter 9, verse 15. But the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Verse 16, for I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. Uh, like, can you imagine that? It's like, <laughs> I, I God, what's wanna... my calling? Oh, you're gonna suffer for my name. I'm not, not, not yeah. I will show him how yeah, much, how much he must suffer for the because of all the of suffering he caused. Yeah. yeah. Um, dang, I don't like that you read that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it throws a wrench in what we're talking about here, but it, it was just so. Yeah. It was just to me that 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 hit me. Yeah, and, and I'll say this: oftentimes, when being afflicted, our feelings get the best of us. Yeah, and we fail to think about our pain and suffering deeply in the way that the Bible does, mm. um, which is so hard to do. Right, it's it's extremely difficult. That's something I need to work on, and I so at times it feels impossible to just think of, oh, this is all for the greater good. Mm-hmm. I just got a speeding ticket. This is. Amazing. You know God's gonna get the glory out of this. <laughs> God gets it somehow. Glory to God. Some way. I just <laughs> some everything's going wrong, but it's all gonna turn out great, and it's hard to do that. Um, but roughly a third of the prayers, prayers and songs in Solomon is like of groaning and affliction. That's yeah. in the Bible. Like, oh yeah, half of the prayers are just him. Where are you, Lord? Yeah, like, it's like geez, geez, man. Yeah, the yeah. entire book of lamentations and the it's book named is lamentations it's main it's, yeah that's the name of it lamentations is written in the midst of affliction and every prophetic book except for haggai has a lament of affliction just a just a heads up i'm oh i've i've already preached about this but i haven't preached about this so like the way we do our podcast we're like pre-recorded but i'm preaching on sunday about blessing and that's actually one of the things that i wanted to bring up um was uh where it's like, man, I don't, I don't see the blessing of God in my life, and I'm like, it's funny because Paul saw the blessing in his life, and he's writing this from prison. I'm like, oh my gosh, bro, this book was written in prison. Paul is in the midst of suffering for Christ. Oh, and um, know that prisons back then aren't like prisons today. This was most likely a hole in the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a little thing on top. Like he was in basically in a dirt ditch turned into a prison. When he was in jail in Philippi, he was um he was in stocks, which are um wooden torture devices that would literally like contort your body um the way that we can remember them is like those old school looking things that you put your hands and your head into and then you would just hang there and you have to stand with your head in these stocks it's like that but your feet would go into them as well so imagine your hands feet like just stocked up and you're just in the same position 
in a horrible yeah yeah man paul paul was paul was not immune from affliction and and the reality is neither are we but we have to look at our affliction with a biblical understanding right without a biblical understanding of affliction we are unable to properly diagnose our problems and in so doing don't know the cause or cure of our affliction um this occurs when we take only some of what scripture says and then apply it to all situations Mm. and people do that all the time i do it sometimes i'll look at a verse and i'll apply it to everything when that's really not how you're supposed to do it so so what is that what do you mean by that what is that what do you um give me an example of that so um i I know a a popular verse that people love to use when going through hard times is that um for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord right so then we apply it to everything right um we apply it all the time and we don't realize that the plans that god has for you are, are the suffering right but people think that the plans are outside of the suffering so he knows the plans he has for you this isn't going to be forever. No, his plan was to put you through this. There's a reason that you're going through this. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole purpose of mm-hmm. his plan. I know the plans I have for you. So when you're going through suffering, it's not that God is missing. It's he's there. Yeah, he's like, all right, now you need to get through it because I put this obstacle here on right. purpose. Like I feel like there's, I feel like there's, there's a type of suffering that comes from God in order to allow us to definitely sh- to allow to shape us, but there's some that doesn't. I believe it's Isaiah 43, 5. He says, I bring calamity and destruction. And he's like, okay, so does God create evil? Right. Right. Because that's how one of the the English translations translates it. It's I bring evil. And the real Hebrew word is calamity. When he's bringing judgment or when he's bringing obstacles of testing, he's saying, I bring these things to you. Right. I bring destruction. I bring judgment. I bring calamity. I bring the obstacles. Right. And I think the way that we can look at it is the same way that I looked at being blessed as I was preparing for that sermon. I thought to myself, how do you distinguish like 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 a blessing that comes from God? or just a regular everyday thing that just happened to happen by chance. Like, cause everybody, oh man, this parking spot opened, the Lord favors me. And it's like, really? Uh, and the way that I, <laughs> the way that I determined that you can distinguish between a God blessing and a, and just a regular everyday blessing is who got the glory out of it? You or God? Yeah. If it ended in God's glory, then it was a blessing from God. Um, and I think that sometimes suffering and when it ends in the the good of building my character and building up my and strengthening me, then always we can say, man, I know that this was something that maybe God had brought about in yeah. order to shape me. Yeah. So, um, like again, when when I was saying how when you had asked me, what does that look like? Yeah. Like taking scriptures. Mm-hmm. When we think of God's plans as only as good, that's exactly what Job's friends thought. Right. I, they, when Job was suffering. They didn't think of it as God's plan. They thought of it as his punishment because God would never plan for you to go through afflictions. Mm -hmm. So instead of comforting Job, they rebuked him for no reason. Mm. When they didn't realize that God's plan was to show how faithful this man is. Right. Right. So um, that's one way that we do it. And the why of our problems is not as important as the who. Mm. Good Lord. Yeah. (laughs) It's, It's Job. And I think that's what Job was realizing that Job realized that my problems are not the why of my problems why am i going through this is not as important as the who of these problems right um even with job the why to all his suffering was not told to him rather to comfort job god told him who he was Mm. right um when you read the story of job it goes off into like this crazy discussion between god and job where he's telling him who he is all that he has created and um 
in understanding who God is, we can face our problem with a greater understanding. Of course. And I think the, the key to that is to make sure we don't lose heart. Mm-hmm. Like, because, man, affliction can be so devastating. Draining. It, it, it's so... Uh, going through any type of suffering can can really just take it out of us man the loss of a family member especially now during this whole covid thing um so many people have lost family members and it's been so hard to say god you're good during this season you know that we're going through currently and um and and to think god's got a plan through all of this it's not something you tell somebody when they just lost somebody. You don't yeah. go up to somebody and be like, oh, your father died. Don't worry. God's got a plan. He, he knows what he's doing. Could it's you like, imagine going sucks. up to like a Holocaust person? Hey, God's got a plan. Yeah, God's got a this. plan for this. You're like, yeah, some of this stuff is just unexplainable. Yeah. But And God says, hey, listen, I it's not that, you know, that the, it's not to like what you said. It's not to look at the why is this happening? but who is with me in the midst of my suffering who's in control ultimately and just putting my heart in that uh because affliction discourages us at times and sometimes christianity will seem like it's not even working right because you would think i'm a christian i'm not going to suffer um but when we suffer we think man this christian thing isn't working you don't know how many people i've met like that they're like yeah that christian stuff doesn't work like what is this a lucky rabbit's foot it's 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 a relationship with the god who says i'm not going to stop suffering from happening but i am going to be with you through your suffering and i'm going to use that suffering to to bring about uh, 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 a shaping in you yeah christ isn't a guarantee of never having affliction right but he does empower us to endure it right right like if we look at the church in ephesus they were in a season of discouragement Mm -hmm. they were facing many afflictions whether these afflictions be testimonial demonic empathetic and even vicarious. Um, however, Paul, who was most likely in a lonely, cold, and dark prison, which would have most likely been, a, like like I said earlier, a literal hole in the ground, writing to his church not to lose heart. Right. right? He's in the middle of, he's in a cold, dark prison. He's in the ground, like legit a hole in the ground. And he says, don't lose heart. Mm-hmm. Right? How can we be like Paul and not have our afflictions make us lose affection for Probably. others and yeah. for ourselves? Right. Um, man, Paul, uh, I, I, and being in prison, Paul had all day long to think about his affliction and to think about his suffering. Um, and, but he opens up the chapter with the reflections on his suffering. Um, when he says, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he closes the chapter by saying, therefore, I ask you, don't lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Because afflictions cost us so much, they are too precious to waste. I like that. That's crazy. Yeah, the the idea that our, our afflictions cost us so much, so don't waste them. Yeah, don't right? waste your affliction. Don't look at it as just a trial that you have to go through, but take it as Paul. He's he's. It almost sounds like he's proud. Paul, a prisoner for who? Mm-hmm. Christ Jesus. I embrace my suffering. I embrace my suffering because I am suffering because mm-hmm. I am a servant of Christ. Jesus. I am weak, but I boast in my weakness. Right? Like the the idea I'm weak is in like the Lord. Yeah, because yeah, like, <laughs> when I'm weak, God is strong in me. Yeah, and so um, I I love the way that that said. Um, and, and, and we know that God doesn't cause our suffering, right? Um, but he can use suffering for his glory, right? Like God's not, not, God is not the major cause of suffering at, you know, like when you lose a family member, 
God didn't strike them. Right. Like there's this tendency to be like, God, why? Why did you do this? And it's like, I didn't do this. This is the natural part of life. Mm -hmm. Whether you get taken out by disease or by the irresponsibility of somebody else, like everybody has to die at yeah. one point. Um, there, there, there are two ways to look at it because God does bring judgment. Mm -hmm. Like of I course, said yeah. again, Isaiah 43, yeah. 5, I do bring destruction. I bring calamity. Right. And he's speaking of the judgment that he brings. But then there are also other things in our life that are just the course of this world. This is just what happens here. Right. Right. People die. Bad things will happen. And not everything is orchestrated by God. He doesn't cause our suffering, although it may look like that because we have an understanding that God, everything is in God's control. Right. So when I get into a car crash. Or when I a family member gets into a car crash, or when I get sick, or a family member gets sick, I tend to look at God, who I know is the the yeah. author of all things, and try to blame Him for it. But in reality, this is a reality we've created. Right, suffering is a reality that humanity has created, and um, we tend to blame God for it because we want someone to blame. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible says that. Um, uh, what is what is it that Paul says to live is Christ and to die is a gain especially for Christians and believers who have family members who are believers and it's it's hard when you lose somebody but the good thing is to know that they're not dead they're still alive they there's are a here in and there's a reunion coming in heaven where I'll get to see them again and be united with them be united with Christ um and so it's so important for us and and it's weird because um we have a tendency to try to run from suffering but in reality, we should really embrace our suffering and notice like, hey, man, even though I'm going through a lot right now, I know that God is with me in this and he's going to see me through this. But not just that. I know that at the end of this, this will always result in a greater good. I just got to keep my eyes open. I don't know what it is right now because I'm in the middle of it. Take your time. The Bible says there is a time to to laugh. There's a time to cry. There's a time for grieving. If you've lost a loved one or you've gone through something tragic, grieve, cry, mourn the loss of family. Absolutely. The Bible says that you should and you have every right to do those things. Um, but in the midst of personal suffering, know that God is with you. Know that he cares about you and he loves you and he's going to comfort you and he's going to give you the strength to endure through this um, tough time that you may be going through and to not be averse to suffering. It happens to all people, but God promises I can flip this for your good. What somebody may be meant for evil, I'll make it work out for your good. Um, and God can turn our suffering around. He won't take our suffering away, but he will turn it around for us and help it to Im improve ourselves or to give us something as a testimony to help others who may be in need one day. So. Thank you guys for tuning into our podcast. I hope that you enjoyed yourself. If you did, don't forget to give us a like, a follow, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with as many people as you know so we can get the word of God out to everyone everywhere. We love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys on the next episode.